0: You'll never have to stand in line to play Double Dragon again. And welcome to Nostalgia, a chronological exploration of every NES game released in North America. I'm Mike. And I'm Sean. And that's it. That's just
1: us today. When was the last time? It's been a while. It has been a minute. You know, like I always find these to be much more intimate and sensual, especially when like the studio lights dim a little bit.
0: A lot of people have um, written into the show and said that they prefer it when all four of us are on the show. There
1: are Uh, some things we can't control. So if
0: you don't feel that way and you're like, oh, I love it when it's just Mike and Sean maybe write in to make us feel better about ourselves.
1: We'll just cut the rest of them out of the show.
0: Yeah, I don't... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> In fact, yeah, we'll fill it in with just more of, like, yeah. a different persona of me and a different persona of you, and that'll still get us to four. Yeah,
1: totally. And that's all that they really want is four voices.
0: Would you be like, yeah, that's all they were ever asking for, was I like it better when more people talk, <laughs> all at the same time, incoherently. We do that a lot. So, Sean, today we're playing Double Dragon. True. That's uh, made by Technos Japan. And if you may remember, Techno Japan has released one other game on the NES for us so far. Do you know what that game might be? Renegade. Renegade, right? Uh, the other uh, beat 'em up game, the only other one really, that's the proto on, beat 'em up. Proto beat 'em up, yeah. Uh, this game is very much the spiritual and technological successor to uh, Renegade, and I think we're going to see that a lot. But that makes me think, like, well, we only played Renegade like that was that was only uh, like a couple episodes ago, right? I Reneg- think it was more than a couple, but. I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying like maybe 20 episodes ago. If he, sure, you know, so it hasn't been much time, but you can see in Double Dragon that a lot of improvements have been made yeah. in this genre. It's like they listened to the episode, right? They they well they did. They yeah. went ba- They listened to the episode, went back in time, and said, "Oh, we could make a better game. Let's call it Double Dragon." Yeah. And then you know, movies, cartoons later, now everything here,
1: ensues. Lie. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, just just for those of you that don't know, Double Dragon is a side-scrolling beat-em-up where you attack enemies on screen with punches and kicks, and eventually you can learn other things too. Yeah. In the arcade version, you just had them all already. But the important thing here is that makes this a little different than, say, Renegade, is that it's a true like side scroller from left to right where you have to clear the enemies on the screen and continue moving for like forward progression. Whereas in Renegade, you were stuck to a screen, and then you move to, like, another screen yeah. to face the this next this is, slave. like,
1: the codifier of the the actual genre that you're thinking of when you say beat-em-up.
0: Right. This is really close to, like, Streets of Rage yeah. level of the beat em up genre, Yeah. Where, which will eventually, like, give everybody their official definition of what a beat-em-up And up all those be. bad dudes. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'm i a pretty bad dude. But I know. Are you a bad enough dude to rescue the president? Always. Uh, we shouldn't have spoiled that before that episode, but <laughs> we'll we'll get back to that. Uh, I don't think we really need to do any preliminary talking here because we set up a lot of what a beat em up can and should be in the uh, renegade episode. So let's just get right into it. Double dragon, you boot up the game. how you feeling?
1: Um, you know after I go through that what seems like way too many options for the beginning um i I get into the game and I see some very effective motivational cutscene to go forward where somebody just like punches the girlfriend in the stomach and then you're off.
0: Yeah, and it's it's uh it's good graphics for for the NES. Yeah, this I'm, is
1: very impressive.
0: Yeah, so I'm already like engaged. I think it's it's very clear that there's a a very simple story to be told and now you just go right into the fun. And the fun, of course, is punching and kicking everybody that stands in your way. (laughs) Only people that stand in your way ever show up in this game. (laughs) The streets have been cleared for everybody but villains. Uh, How did you feel about just like your your general attacking power?
1: Uh, This felt like just from the weight of the punches, the uh, rate of movement, like this just felt like how it felt it should.
0: Yeah, everything connects uh very easily. I'd say there's a couple of like later moves that feel like yeah. oh that, that should that probably when should it's have most like
1: directional inputs and stuff like that. Right,
0: right. Uh but for the most part, like a punch is satisfying because there's also animation for both parties, like you when when it happens to you, when you get punched, and when you punch an enemy, there's there's a satisfying like connection that happens, that registers a hit, yeah. it, it knocks them back or knocks you back. And that take...
1: split-second uh, delay between the punch and their like slow-motion fallback, that just feels right. The it, 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 has, it has crunchiness and it has weight to it, so it feels good.
0: Yeah, and, and the progression of the enemies... I mean, you meet a lot of what you're going to see through most of the game just in the first level. Yes. Uh, and, and that actually didn't bug me because it's only four missions, And it it does get pretty tough, so I didn't mind having um, not so much, like, new encounters to deal with that were going to be, like, incredibly hard things that would then set me back to stage one again.
1: Yeah. Um, I think that there isn't really much tutorializing here, but they do give you, like, the easier enemies to begin with, and that's, you know, just typical video game logic.
0: Yeah, the one thing they didn't... That they do tutorialize, but they don't ever spell out for you. So if you don't own a manual or don't have a manual, and that's jumping, there there comes a point I think in stage two where a broken bridge is in your is in your way, and if you walk up to it, you'll fall into the river. But if you, you don't, if get you don't, no, you can't get out. You'll oh. lose your life. Okay. Um, But but they never told you, like, about jumping, and you never had to jump before that you had to climb fences and stuff. Yeah. So it it was a weird moment where I never used the jump buttons before, but I said, okay, well, there has to be a way for me to jump. (laughs) It turns out you just push A and B together, but I had to refer to the manual for that. So you
1: didn't read the manual to start.
0: I did not read the manual to start because I assumed and was correct in thinking that uh, one button would be to punch and one button would be to kick.
1: (laughs) That was the problem in the prior game.
0: Yes, uh, that in the prior game, for those of you that can remember, you had to, um, like, face, it depended on which way you were facing, that would do the different inputs. Yeah. So, punching and kicking were tied to, like, in the right, if you are facing the right, A would punch, but if you were facing the left, A would kick.
1: But basically, B would always attack to the right and A would always attack to the left and it just depended on whether it was going to be a punch or a kick.
0: Right, right. So but it was still uh, confusing yeah, as hell. They they fixed that a lot and I think they also kind of fixed that um that Z axis that we were yeah. complaining about because it, maybe it's just because the graphics are better, but I was able to better understand if I was just going to punch nothing <laughs> or the character. Yeah. And maybe it was just more forgiving too in terms of a hitbox like you didn't have to be exactly lined up with like this because if you think about it, if you're Pixels, right? You're if kind you're of, Pixels, yeah. yeah. No, but I'm saying, like, you're just flat, you know? I like know. You're, it's, it's like really these strips of paper, yeah. like, fighting each other. So you have to be, like, perfectly aligned for it to happen. And this game's a little more forgiving than Renegade was.
1: Totally. Um, do you think that if you're Pixels, like, yeah. do you just see, like, a line... Or do you see in two dimensions as well?
0: Somebody made a 3D version uh, or a first-person version of Super Mario Brothers where you see through Mario's head, and it is, like, terrifying. And also what somebody would dream like, you know? Uh, Nobody would actually ever have a good time experiencing that. Yeah, in 2D land, being pixels. But, um, you know, at least now we have the technology. We We didn't have it back then, but now we have the technology to see what that would feel like. Science. I'll try to link that in the show notes for everybody. Uh, yeah, that that's actually a really cool thing. And there's another cool thing. If we're just going to get on tangents here for a minute, there's this like 3D NES emulator that, oh, like, yeah. yeah, that like automatically calculates for certain games that they've programmed to make 3D. So this yeah. way, it plays. Sometimes better. it gets a little like fucky oh, yeah. yeah, I think only like there's like maybe Metroid and Mega Man are like the two games that they've really spent time on, like figuring out how to make all the th- the pixelated elements work in 3d yeah but otherwise if you just throw like a random game in there i don't even know if it'll take it it might try yeah yeah uh so one thing that we haven't talked about yet with attacking though uh is the leveling up system yes now this is a non-existent in the arcade version in the arcade version you already had everything um in your repertoire and you just kind of like figured it out by either like looking around on the panel of the arcade it would show you all the moves or you would just do them you know naturally by button mashing this game doesn't spell out for you the leveling up system. It's based on your hearts. Yes. Down at the bottom left. So you, there's no real sense of, like, levels. It's just like, oh, now I have more hearts, I think, right? Like yeah. It,
1: so basically, you, you have a score, and that just counts up normally. And then on, and that's in the bottom right. And then the bottom left, you have this other number that goes up every time you land a hit. And... Once you hit a certain amount, once you get to a certain number, you get another heart, and that heart is basically leveling up, and with it comes a new move that you can do. It doesn't doesn't say like new move acquired or anything like that. You just know that like oh this is this is the second heart move, and the whole concept. I don't really know why it's in the game, uh, because there are only so many enemies that you fight before getting at least to, like level three, and so I. I think that, like everybody, unless you're more efficient, if you're more efficient, you're going to get less hearts. Right. So I don't know what like the point
0: of this was, but it's there. Yeah, I think uh, just just to go over it for a second. Y- you have punch, kick, jump, and headbutt available to you right at the beginning. I love headbutt. Yeah, it uh, looks pretty good. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty cool. And then like level two comes around, and no no additional inputs are required. But now you have the uppercut and a roundhouse kick on stunned opponents. Yes, I just feel like you know. It seems like this was added to make the NES version a little harder because it because of the other limitations of the game that we'll get into, but there's no reason why like you know, you couldn't have those abilities at the beginning and and it doesn't yeah. feel like it doesn't because there's no like awesome screen that tells you about your newly <laughs> acquired techniques or like you don't go to like a, a sensei who tells you who teaches you these things <laughs> because it just happens randomly. All of a sudden you'll just notice like, oh, I, I have the uppercut.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like now your combo looks a little different and that's, that's the only thing that really tips you off if you haven't read the manual um it it does get a lot more like you get a lot more useful things down the road but you have to figure out how to use them
0: yeah and i think for what it's worth though these additional moves i i wouldn't mind if they were all available from the beginning but they are great to have in this game it's a very welcome addition to this whole thing because we're so used to even in like action games and stuff like that only having like the A button does one thing and maybe you get like different objects yeah. so it's treated slightly different and then the B button is another thing and then your D-pad up is to jump. So to have like a lot of different mechanics here to be able to like have a thing to grab somebody and then another button to throw them and then when they're on the ground you can face punch them. Like yeah. to have all that stuff is really cool. It
1: makes it feel more like a complete game instead of whatever Renegade sort of was. right?
0: But you're, you're kind of like leveling up so fast because there's only four missions that it just feels like how are you learning this stuff like like shouldn't you just had all this to begin with like if there's only four missions is it really like is it really bad if i learn the elbow move from the beginning no i mean yeah it takes what like 10 minutes to get to like five like i don't yeah yeah i think i think level five is very easy to get to and then like level six requires some, but that's some, only because by level 6, you're probably on mission 3.5, right.
1: and it's a pain in the ass now. So I, I think that it, this is one of those uh, artificial barriers that I wish they wouldn't have even thrown in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can see why they did, but I don't think it was a just reason.
0: Yeah, it also feels like um, the timer was another thing that was not necessary in, yeah. a, in a home version of this. Game. There's no reason to tell me that, uh, well, I spent too much time fighting these guys, so now the game's over. Like, why? Was she, like, tied to bombs that were gonna go off (laughs) if I didn't get to the next room in 30 seconds? I don't know. It's just like, well, games have timers,
1: so this game has to have a timer, and we haven't really shaken that yet.
0: Right. And how did you feel just about, like, forget the timer thing, but just progression throughout this game? Did you feel like you were. Like climbing the ladder of skill and difficulty and like being introduced to new things? I or? did,
1: but I also don't think I needed a built-in mechanism to feel that way. I I mean, I'm going to learn the game as I play it. I'm going to realize that I'm getting better as the game goes on. I, I don't need the heart system.
0: Yeah, th- this is a game that does really well through repetition, too, yeah. though. Uh, I think it's just the right amount of simplicity meets, like, diversity in your move sets which is why i wish you would have had it all to begin with yeah that uh i didn't mind uh dying and and starting over again because it was only ever two enemies at a time on your screen it's mm-hmm. not this like fodder of enemies <sighs> that you just have to figure out like well how am i going to get through all this and you can't get to the next stage until you beat them all and stuff like that what's funny is is that the the two people on screen and two enemies on screen at one time was just a, a limitation yeah. Of the NES. I and it winds that, up working yeah. out in its benefit, I feel.
1: I think that um it would have at least like again, with diversity of experience, um, it would have been nice to be able to throw in a couple uh screens where you have to fight one enemy of one kind and another of an of the other kind. Um but obviously we don't because this is kind of a new genre right now. We don't. I'm not really. I don't really care about that. Yeah, because this is at least this is fresh enough that I don't care that I have to fight two duplicates of the same guy right now. Right,
0: and to be clear, I think that the two enemies on the screen is the sweet spot in this kind of thing because you can deal with one person on the left and one person on the right, and you do have to watch your back, but it's not overwhelming to the point where it's like. There's four guys on screen, yeah. and I'm barely understanding my placement on the Z-axis. You know, it's. <laughs> the, I think... Um, they will, if, you, if you're if you not careful, they will wobble you. Yeah, yeah and, and they do. They <laughs> do. Make no, I think there was something really funny that happened to me one time with um, one of them had a bat, and the other one uh, was just normal. <laughs> and I was just fighting the guy with the bat because you want to disarm him, and you then you pick up bat. the... Yeah, you want to pick up the bat. And I would punch him the bat would fall, and then the guy behind me would punch me, and then the guy with the bat would pick up the bat. And it just kept happening. It was like a a Looney Tunes episode, where then I proceed to, you know, because he's in the middle of picking up the bat, so then I punch him in the face. And I just did that until he died, and then I took care of the other guy. But that brings up another
1: thing that we haven't seen before, and that's uh, interactive items and, you know, tools that you can use here. Another
0: thing that, you know, this is just... Looking back in hindsight, but another thing that I didn't look at the manual at all. But when I saw those objects, I just assumed I can pick this up, and and I just assumed using the punch button. It's like we take that for granted, but I think that's actually like just really good design decisions from this team to just know like no, you shouldn't hit select to pick up an object. (laughs) Like it should just be the same button that your fists are. You know exactly. Uh, I really like that, and you know, for what it's worth, there's a you know there's a good variety of things. I mean, I'm sure we could have X for a little more, but I think like having the baseball bat and the whip and, uh, some of the bigger objects, you pick up a crate at some points. Yeah. I like that. There's also some the weight barrel. to those bigger objects yeah. too. Uh, but you know, those things help along the way because they almost make you feel like you're taking control over the situation with, once you like yeah. disarm the person and now you have the bat.
1: And that level of interactivity with the, uh, with, with the level itself, uh, is sort of what makes me like a lot of these action titles and even the games outside of this genre like i remember really enjoying i don't remember which uh wrestling game it was but whatever the wrestling game was where you can like leave the ring and then go into the back and and like pick up a. Uh, Oh, yeah, I mean, like... A chair that was just sitting in the locker room or something. Yeah, I mean, those were later, like, <laughs>
0: N64 games and stuff like that, but, yeah, yeah. Those, those are perfect, uh, great examples. And, and just, so. like, yeah, like, interactive
1: uh, uh, battles in more recent games, like Sleeping Dogs, where you can use the uh use a urinal and and put their face in a urinal like this is sort of that like step one uh, and just the interactivity of the level design uh extends itself to like how the actual surface you can walk on um interacts with you as well like uh in the first level you get into that weird conveyor belt area and you can actually just kill your enemies uh, but not just by punching them, but by knocking them down on the conveyor belt like and they just fall to their death. like I think that that's very creative and and it really it really increases my enjoyment uh of these kinds of games
0: yeah, I think I think if Renegade for us was impressive because we had kung Fu to compare it to, then this game is just a, it's on like the same scale of yeah. like now. Kung Fu looks like something from like Atari twenty six hundred, <laughs> and Renegade looks like an early NES yeah. game. And it really
1: does look like from the twenty six hundred, <laughs> yeah.
0: and but but yeah, there there's a there's a there's an interactivity to the environment, but also it helps make it all feel more alive. Yeah. for an NES game, very which much, I, which I think is is pretty cool because right now we've seen a lot of like. You know, and this is a, a interesting example, but in Wizards and Warriors, right? You go to a lot of different places, and you see yourself move around on the map. But I never really felt like I was at any of those places. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm jumping around on tree stumps. I'm, I'm in a cave. <laughs> I think those things are happening. But when you're like in Double Dragon, and even if you're at like the castle at the end, which is like kind of weird, but there's it's all a, of a sudden hidden a fortress. Okay, a hidden fortress. Or when you're in these caves, it's just having having that stuff like be available to you makes it all feel more uh more alive yeah
1: it has a sense of place and it has a sense of uh maybe not being lived in like this isn't this isn't like an elder scrolls game but no, of course. it it definitely has more external logic and not just video game logic of enemy placement
0: yeah it's as simple as like how in super mario brothers when you go down the pipe it's like cool now i understand why i'm in the underground levels like sometimes you just need <laughs> yeah. that connective tissue that's what made castlevania so great Was exactly. that you understood where you were going even if it was nonsensical it was like <laughs> cool i mean like i feel like i just got out of that room and now i'm in the uh you know i'm getting closer to the tower yeah will probably talk about the boss battles, because this was, for me, the moment where I remembered that I'm I'm not good at beat-em-ups. So, what are we considering a boss battle? I would start with, even even though he later just becomes a generic enemy, uh, the Abadobo, I think his so name is. So, the big, or? like, the thing-looking guy. Yes. Okay. Uh, and he shows up in the end of Mission 1, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ababo ab- is uh, his ab-
1: name. Adobo. Abobo? bobo. Abobo. 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 Okay. Great.
0: Abobo, Abobo. Bo-bo, yeah. Abobo, beep, yeah. <laughs> That De- works,
1: too. He definitely has the intimidation factor going for him. Um, But I think... W- so this is the beginning of level one, you said? Yeah,
0: that's what... Th- You're still on the conveyor belt and everything oh at the yeah. end
1: of this. See, that was easy for me because that was the first time that I'm like, wait, I know that I can just beat him by uh knocking him down on the conveyor belt and I won't really have to fight him. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so... Uh, I, I think that w- later in the game, when you have to fight more than one, it just becomes like a regular goon. Yeah. Uh, then it's more, it's harder and it's more annoying.
0: Yeah, I think that happens around um, level, three? Mi- level three, which is where yeah. you also start to see an excess of just like screens to get to things. Yeah. So like at first it was just like, you know, all right, face two of these guys, move a little bit forward, face four of these guys, move a little bit forward, then two again. By level three, you're facing like five of one thing three of another thing four of one thing you know like it just keeps going and and then you have to fight the the two uh, bobos and that's like for me that's kind of like uh i'm not good enough at this genre to (laughs) to deal with this i just i just spammed jump kicks jump kicks are good i'm a fan of them they
1: um They dodged most of them, but I was able to get out of the way of, like, a counterattack quickly enough. Yeah,
0: and and that's worth mentioning, too, the dodging thing. They're smarter AI, for sure, in in the Abobos than in in most of the other (laughs) um, enemies. But, uh, you know, I'm not saying that the difficulty of these guys, like, makes it a worse game. I think it's just—it was the revealing factor to me that I was kind of, like, cruising for a while and not actually, like— being good at this (laughs) at this genre or this game in specific yeah i think the first i don't remember if this is mission one or
1: mission two uh but after you climb up this building with a bunch of ladders that's mission two i believe okay so you have like a mini boss i guess of uh the guy that i don't know how to describe him he's purple
0: yeah his name in the manual is chintai okay uh, and yes, he's the purple one, and that's after you fight the Lindas, which are yeah, the female characters the of the Lindas. game. I think that's really funny. It's like, <laughs> what's a what's a vicious name for a woman, Linda? <laughs> um, and I remember that was the first
1: fight that like it didn't feel like I was just counting how many times I knocked him down, and then he, oh, he should start flashing and go away soon. It actually felt like a brawl uh, because I didn't know his pattern, and uh, there was just, it was mostly just raw. Reaction time and, and that kind of experience. I don't know
0: how you felt about that. Would you I, count that as a boss? I would count that as a boss. It is, it is the end of that mission. Yeah. I, I would count a boss anything where like all of a sudden you're introduced to the next mission. Yeah. You know, you're facing him alone too. Uh, I think what was the only thing that was disappointing here was, uh, Chintai was another one that like I had trouble going up against. But when you look at, like strategy guides on multiple different sites too, a lot of them have just figured out like very clever ways to like yeah, deal can with this yeah. and, and stuff like that for, for almost all the enemies though. And it seems like it's like, well, is that the best way to play this game? And and if so, I, I guess what I mean is, is like everybody kind of agrees that it'd be better to cheese on these people <laughs> than it would ever be to actually fight them
1: you know this, like the, head on yeah the well, one way that i've seen to beat the second boss this chintai, which isn't even cheesing it's just a, like a, it's just a glitch of of going down the building again and he just despawns
0: oh right okay I just, I, <laughs> yeah i remember seeing that one as well that's like that's actually considered like a secret uh, <laughs> yeah. in, on some of the like guides it's like oh did you know you could do this yeah. and you know yeah i think i, I it's hey, fun. i'm i'm yeah. fine with that stuff and i'm fine with like you know Figuring out the fastest ways to take enemies down, I, I meant that more as a comment of, is it, like, does it say something about the game that no one's recommending, like, an actual way to yeah. just, like... fighting you know, him as you would. Right. Be sure to dodge, like, you can't dodge. Yeah. You know? Be sure to guard you can't guard. I think that that's something that we haven't talked about yet, that we're not thinking about it because we haven't played enough of these But if we ever play a game with guard, going back to something like this is going to be tough. Yeah, that's true. The ability to just like cross your arms and have some invincibility (laughs) is nice. And they punish you in games with guard too. Like usually if you guard too much, like a third punch will still knock you down. Yeah. Yeah. So I I think this game could have used something like that, but I'm not sure how they would have done it.
1: I I guess it doesn't really, I didn't really think of this because when I played these games, I was never very good and I never guarded. Right.
0: I never knew... About, <laughs> yeah. even, even in, um, you know, say like Street Fighter 2 or something like that. Oh, yeah. I never thought to guard it's really to be difficult. aggressive. Right? Yeah, It's
1: difficult to, to reprogram your mind
0: like that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's it's worth mentioning um, that at this point, you know, if we're going all the way to the bosses, we might as well go to the end of the game where um, the final boss, Willie yeah. is the guy who uh, kidnapped your girlfriend and everything like that. And in the arcade version... It was kind of crazy because you would fight him, but also like enemies would just keep spawning. But you had to take care of Willie. Like everybody else would just run off if he died.
1: Willie's the guy with the machine gun, right? Yes, okay. the, <laughs>
0: the only one with a gun yeah. in the game. And um, in the in the version here, though, it's Willie just shows up at the end after you've taken out like. Two Bobos, two Chintais, two Lindas, two... Abobos. like you have to take on, <laughs> Yeah, you have to take on, like, two of all of these types, and then finally you fight Willy, and he's by himself, and I just think that's interesting because in the arcade version, it was more of just, like, a try well, like, to survive. Yeah. Well, again, like, they can't put more than one kind of
1: enemy on the screen, so right. they had to redesign that. But let's let's jump back a bit mm-hmm. um, and talk about the actual design of some of these levels. Sure. Um. So level one, it's pretty standard. It's pretty intuitive. It has, you know, some some nicks and crannies. But level three, I almost just stopped playing the game because of level three, because I didn't realize that after you fight the two abobos that jump out of the cave, jump out of the mountain and turn into a cave, uh, that you shouldn't keep
0: going right because the game just the level just loops right with the with the <laughs> platforms right after you get on those floating pla- platforms that 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 is level that is level 3 but that's it, like the second yeah. part so oh, no, no you were talking no, about the, the part
1: first with the bridge. part out when you're outside in the forest yep they you 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 walk across the bridge and then you fight some dudes that uh I don't know. They just look like they're wearing jeans. Those are the um, those are the Williams. Okay,
0: but like I know what you're talking about. The bridge was what this is the this is it's the not bridge. Not the bridge, but no. But this is the bridge scene I was talking about earlier, and basically that's the only like that for me was the recognition that something oh, yeah. was yeah, okay, yeah something that, was up. Okay. Something was up. Yeah. So I
1: I, there, I think there should be because like they give you the the thumbs up to keep moving forward. But so maybe if you if it's gonna be in a screen that has a cave, maybe like point to the cave. <laughs> yeah, they don't
0: they don't imply that because the uh, Bobos broke through. Yeah. to make those holes, that it was never implied that you should enter them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that is that is very strange. Uh, and I think depending on like which one you enter, you also like enter a different part. Yeah, of I, the of the cave. I went right into the. I think
1: both times I played through this, I went into the purple cave with yeah. the falling stalactites, or is it stalagmites?
0: Uh, no idea, but they're, oh, it does say actually here somewhere, hold on, it's stalactites. Stalactites, yes. Yep. Uh... <laughs> You know, which are mandatory in caves, it seems like, at this point in <laughs> NES games. There has to be something that falls, that if you get close to it, it just starts falling.
2: Exactly. Um,
0: the platforms were weird, though, because they look like they it's were a- taken out of, like, Contra or something yeah. like that. It's also weird to just see, to see platforming in in this game. It shouldn't be there, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then there's uh there's also like a whole another part to this cave too, with some waterfalls and stuff like that. Yeah. It's, it's got it's it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. But I do agree that it is a little strange that if you if you don't go into those holes, you will just loop back and come across the bridge again. And I think that's why the bridge is probably there to remind <laughs> you of like, hey, you noticed uh, you've been doing this, right? Like, it should just stop. It should just stop. It should stop, stop right there. The, you know, if there's a thumb that tells you <laughs> to keep going. That thumb should also, like, be able to, like, point into the cave or, you know, use an index point finger. Point with your thumb, yeah. Right. Well, it's, it's usually it's thumb for the other thing. Like, get out of here. Like, <laughs> you're good. Um, for those of you that don't know what we're talking about, it's literally just a giant thumb that, like, appears on the screen. Instead just, of, like, a
1: an arrow that says you can go to the next screen now, nah, it's just a thumb.
0: Yeah. It's like hitching a taxi ride. Yeah. Yep. Uh, okay. Any Any other thoughts on the level design?
1: um so we have, were we just going to
0: talk about the final level as its own thing yes uh that's what i was getting to okay well, yes. let's talk about that okay cool so you you're you're calling it a hidden fortress <laughs> um i'm calling it this weird like dungeon cave there's like it's just so unfitting for the rest of the game but i guess going into a cave was weird enough so yeah. like naturally you would lead up into like this place filled with skulls and uh mike wazowski eyes this
1: i mean this is like organized crime obviously you're gonna find this stuff
0: right oh uh, <laughs> where else are you gonna see this stuff uh and, and really uh you know what what, what kills me here it, it's not that uh, i mean like you want to talk about that bricks thing that pop- uh, yeah
1: i think we have to at yeah. least acknowledge it that it, it's just the cheapest thing i don't think it has any kind of
0: i don't think it has a pattern <laughs> it says um no uh, no enemies appear to welcome you but this is just a trick to lull you into a false sense of confidence the wall itself is actually your enemy here <laughs> is this like a game FAQ or- this is a strategy wiki oh, okay. uh, that like I, I, I prefer to use these because they include pictures and stuff like that yes. for these NES games like right next to them But I just love that it's like, there's little you can do to prepare yourself except to wait and move as soon as a brick returns to the wall. (laughs) Stand by the left column and wait for the first brick to pop out. As soon as it's done, move to the right. You may even choose to jump as you go. It may or may not help. (laughs) (laughs) None of my
1: uh, advice here may do you any good.
0: <laughs> it, it's crazy because you know the the platforms were already like a weird thing, but they weren't they weren't bad. Like no. they were pretty easy to land on, and there was only three of them. They don't Look, ask
1: too much of you.
0: Yeah, the, this on the other hand, it, it, it's you know if this was Super Mario Brothers, it'd be very easy to yeah. handle this. Let's uh, get some momentum. The, and... Yeah, the jump is great yeah. in that. In this we didn't complain about the jump like we usually do because it doesn't matter so yeah, much. It's, it's, it's inconsequential. Yeah, exactly. Uh, now, all of a sudden, uh, we've been robbed by it. <laughs> like, uh, I, I, yeah, I don't have much more to say. It's just it's it's wonky that it's here. But, um, you know, it's not like... It's probably the hardest thing in this if you've made it to this point because after that you're just fighting the same two enemies yeah,
1: over and over I again. I wouldn't say that's the hardest because now the... So this turns into just like a gauntlet level. Like the, these levels have been getting exponentially longer as you progress through them. And I never got through uh, level four, uh, because just when you get to the like arena areas, they just keep spawning and there isn't even a delay. They just like, Oh, you beat one. Stage left, here comes another one. Stage right, here comes another one. Right, and that's
0: that's during... It's it's kind of like, um, it's a maze, but you're, like, going up to yeah. the top of the castle.
1: Yeah, and so, like, you have these new moves, like, you can jump on their chest and, like, just get rid of them quickly, but now that they're spawning so quickly, they can just interrupt you, and it, like, it's definitely, by design, like, this is supposed to be harder. You're not supposed to be able to beat this game in an hour, uh, but... It's, it's definitely uh, a, a different experience than the relative, like, power fantasy of level one. <laughs>
0: right, right. Uh, yeah, and uh, I don't have anything to add to that other than that the, um, the infinite spawn is real. Uh, there really is one that will just continue to generate them as long as you stay in the area. So the, you really do want to just get out of there. Uh, and then it eventually brings you to, like, the area where you start to see these... Um, the the dragon head, which I guess is the only indication of like why this game is called Double Dragon. <laughs> Double, it was a dragon. Is there a second one? No, uh, there's not. Oh, um, and there won't be unless you consider, I guess, whatever that door is behind you in the final fight. Oh uh, yeah, two dragons. To Got be it. a second dragon, but uh, you know, I'm not. I'm not upset. I mean, there was a there was. <laughs> There was an indicate. there was no indication that you'd be fighting dragons or anything like that. It's just a cool name and like it it's a pass. So. I think um, also on the like box of the game you there are see two dragons. there are two dragons uh, and yeah. on the title screen of not the NES one but of some of them. There are two dragons.
1: Well, on the on the title screen of the NES one, it does say "Double Dragon."
0: Right. Well, it's important to say the name of the game <laughs> in in the title, but uh, in every other version that I'm seeing here, in the Amiga version, in the uh, Amstrad CPC version, in the arcade version, there's always two dragons
1: uh it, it's just sort of a, a a misnomer sort of anachronism sort of thing because obviously it was called that because it's two fighters like it's a two-player game but that doesn't exist in this version
0: okay but now i'm actually kind of pissed because the game boy version even has the two dragons <laughs> on the on the title screen but all we get is just text that says double dragon and then i guess double dragon like Kanji characters, as well yeah, yeah. And some flames. Cool. I like that. So those dragons made them. Yeah. They're just slightly off screen. (laughs) You just can't see them right now. Anyway, so we talked about the fight against Willy, and that's cool and everything. He's got a machine gun, he's gonna kill you. Uh, you kill him, and you think the game is over, but, and you would never know this, <laughs> like you, because it's NES graphics, and you would never think about this, unless you ever played like a two player co op version of the game. But your brother Jimmy shows up. It's and, true. And surprises you and says, Well, actually, I love this woman too and I want to be the one who rescues her, so now I'm going to fight you to the death. Well, here's the thing, Mike, and you've got a
1: a weird idea of this. Uh, It proves to me that you didn't read the manual (laughs) because this manual spoils the game and just says, this is your brother. He's the leader of the Black Dragon club or whatever really yeah
0: oh my gosh and it's just like well thanks i would have liked to well, it does learn say that. that myself just, just 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 so no one thinks that sean's crazy here and i'll explain why i thought what i thought <laughs> um it says billy must pursue the gang through the slums factories and wooded outskirts of the city to reach the hideout for his final confrontation with the shadow boss his brother jimmy <laughs> that's crazy because what I was trying to get to was that in the arcade version of the game, if you beat um, Willy, the game ends and you take, um, let's just, I, I don't know, is her name Maria or something? like? Probably. You take her <laughs> and you walk off and that's great. If you're playing co-op in the arcade version, after you beat Willy, it says fight to the death. <laughs> And the, now you actually must, like, Mortal Kombat Street Fighter style, fight the other person you've been playing really? with the entire time, who's your brother, and the two of you now fight, and whoever wins, whether it's Jimmy or uh, Billy, whoever wins gets the, the cutscene wow. with Maria.
1: I had no idea. That's fun.
0: There's a great, uh, yeah, there's a great article um, online. I'll link it in the show notes <laughs> about, like, the shocking twist <laughs> of the arcade version of Double Dragon. And just think about, like, what a, what a mindfuck that would be for like two, <laughs> two kids that are playing this game at the He's arcade. You? And all of a sudden it says like, yeah, like, like. You know, it's like that scene in The Dark Knight where the Joker (laughs) breaks the stick, uh, the billiard stick, and he's like, we're accepting applications and we're only taking one. exactly. (laughs) Like, Maria's only got enough love for one of you, so the other one must kill their brother. Maria's a monster. And we don't even know if that's her name. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, whatever. Uh, Wow, okay, yeah. Turns out you should read the manuals, kids. True, Uh, because in this one they just outright change it to having him be the shadow boss. (laughs) They do that because in the co-op version of this game, it's not co-op at all. It's uh, Super Mario Brothers style, where when someone dies, then the other character, the other player, just plays as their variant sprite.
1: They they do have. um, Moving on to uh, unless there's something we want to talk about, like the actual game first, but the the mode B. Uh, I think I read that Mode B is like a
0: tech demo of a scrapped version of the game. Interesting. Okay, I didn't I didn't read anything about that, but so I'm interested.
1: Basically, Mode B is a uh, a version of the game where it's it's got better graphics.
0: Yeah, it, it's noticeable yeah. too, like that they have more detail.
1: Um, and it's just a one on one fighting game. It's a little janky, but uh, the other technical limitation is you can't fight another player you have to fight a copy of whoever you're playing as Right. Um, but you do get to do like a character select um, but apparently that was supposed to be what the game was supposed to look like and there would be a multiplayer but I guess they found it to be too difficult to implement at this time
0: got it now are you saying that that because I, I've played the arcade version and I do think that the sprites in this mode B look a lot closer to the arcade version yeah is that what you're saying in relation to like how things should look or are you saying that at I'm, one point this game was going th- to this, be a one-on-one fighter
1: no no no. i think this might be apocrypha like it may not be true at all but gotcha. what i've read is that the game was supposed to be a like the, the kind of game that it is like a, a side-scrolling brawler mm-hmm. but th- you they would have been multiplayer and it would have looked a lot more
0: like mode b got it well for what it's worth. I'm down for 32-year-old rumors. You know, like, if they if they still can't be confirmed or denied at this point, let's just bring them on. Uh, mode B is interesting, though, I will give it that, but, uh, you know, we're just, we're not quite there no. in the one-on-one fighting thing yet. But, hey, this is,
1: like, HD compared yeah, to... Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: It's actually, like, crazy to then see, like, oh, yeah. wow, Billy looks like that. Like, <laughs> even just having the um, the choose-your-character yeah. screen. Exactly. It's just like a, it's so different than like what we've dealt with so far, where it's like an afterthought mode of, you know, in Trojan, there was Capcom's first attempt at like a one on one fighting style game. And it's like weird because that guy goes on to make Street Fighter, the yeah. same same developer. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like nothing's there. You know, it's other than just the idea of killing your opponent on a
1: wasn't there a character select in um, what was that stupid wrestling game? There was a few the really stupid one. Tag team wrestling? No, the one with like the Muscle? Like muscle.
0: Yeah, yeah, maybe. But that's different. Those are wrestling games. Uh, <laughs> I don't think of those as like, like, like what I guess what I mean is this is like an entirely different game where yes. like all of a sudden you have a whole new mode where okay. you can just do like yes. you know, one on one combat, but it's not the that's not why you bought the game. No. It's just like an additional it's thing. A nice little bonus. Yep. So I was able to find um, one thing from um, Yoshihisa Kishimoto, who was the, uh, creator of both Renegade and, um, Double Dragon, he wound up doing everything that is involved with Double Dragon, and, uh, it seemed like in the interview he was like, "Eh, I wish that didn't happen, like, I wish I could have broken free and done my own thing, and now he is doing his own thing, but, uh, the only thing I can find from him is that this whole thing, like, may or may not have been related, like, to a bad breakup he had. And this is what made him, like, make these style games. He said that um, he got into fights in school on a daily basis, which, in retrospect, was partially the result of a rough breakup. There were family reasons as well. But there was a girl, and she dumped me, which pulled the trigger, he says. I mean, okay. He's the one saying this. It's him ex- it's him. Saying that. We're not putting words in his mouth. No, I get that. It's just weird to think that a game where you rescue your (laughs) girlfriend comes from a guy who had a bad breakup and just wants to fight people. I
1: I don't know. I feel like this is sort of... I'm not saying he's a liar. I'm saying that he sounds like he's ascribing a little too much subtext to a very basic and generic premise. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. It's like, how many games so far have we have started with somebody kidnapping somebody you have to go get them
0: right, right
1: like we've it's been as far back as kung fu right right so uh, who cares that, that's not that, that, don't tell the story if it's not really that interesting Look, it's just been
0: a while <laughs> since we had some interviews i thought sure. you know hey i found this thing um let's do that no i no i appreciate it but i think we're ready to move on to our feature segment uh, of this. Uh, it wasn't the gameplay. It wasn't talking about anything regarding that. It's Double Dragon Battletoads. It's sequels and spin-offs. There it okay? is. Okay? the There's two more NES games coming uh, to Double Dragon, and that is Double Dragon 2, The Revenge, and Double Dragon 3, The Rosetta Stone. Ooh. Uh, yeah. You'll, it's a language learning game. <laughs> uh, where you'll learn uh, Italian and uh, <laughs> Japanese and all that stuff in Double nice. Dragon. Uh, but we won't talk about those because we'll play them, so yes. that's kind of cool. Uh, on the Super Nintendo, we get Super Double Dragon, uh, which it now finally puts in a guard button for blocking attacks, but that makes me nervous because does that mean that they don't do anything different in Double Dragon 2 and 3 to make them... like? I, I know that they do okay. already, So, Great. but I won't say it. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, I'm glad that you've been playing ahead. I haven't been playing. No, I just ran re- ahead. So we had Double Dragon 2, Double flap. Dragon 3, Super Double Dragon. Here's where things get complicated. After that, we get Double Dragon 5, The Shadow Falls. But where did 4 go? Yeah, where did 4 go?
1: Okay. Wait, no. 4 was Super.
0: Was it, though? I think it was. Okay, but wait for it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's Double Dragon 5. It's on the Super Nintendo, and it's no longer a beat 'em up It's just a head-to-head fighting game. Based on the Double Dragon animated series in the style of, uh, like, a Street Fighter 2, like, game, you know? So it very much is almost like just a clone of Super Street Fighter 2. I don't like that. All right. Then Double Dragon Neo Geo. Nice. Okay. Head-to-head fighter again. Oof. Not based on the cartoon this time, though. Based on the movie. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get to that. It was um Technos Japan's last Double Dragon game before the company went out of business. Um, and it's also their final arcade game for Double Dragon altogether. Then Double Dragon goes into a lull for a while. We don't hear from it. The movie kind of killed it altogether. <laughs> and we get Double Dragon Neon for the 360 and PS3,
1: which is a reboot. Hold of- on. <laughs> You skipped Double Dragon X Battletoads.
0: I know I skipped Double Dragon X Battletoads. Why? Because we didn't talk about Battletoads yet. There's not enough context. What are you talking
1: about? It's a sequel slash spinoff. We have to make it. I know. It's just like there's just
0: not enough context for certain fans yet. Uh, Some people don't know if GameStop carries Battletoads (laughs) or not, you know? We just don't know these things whatever, Mike. No, I think... um, Is there
1: a Battletoads for NES?
0: There is a Battletoads for NES. It's made by Rare. Uh, (laughs) You know, the people that made Slalom. (laughs) Um, Yeah, there is a Battletoads for NES, and um, Battletoads Double Dragon is a game that will come out on the Super Nintendo. It's a very unlikely crossover, but it's a completely original (laughs) game uh, featuring both of those franchises, and... Honestly makes me wish for more (laughs) unlikely team-ups. Like, who was asking for that? Where was, like, you know, Ninja-vania, where, like, you know, uh, the Ninja Gaiden series crosses over with Castlevania, and they both have to team up to destroy Dracula? Like, that would have been great, right?
1: I will admit that Battletoads Double Dragon, or whatever the actual title is, is my only past experience with Double
0: Dragon. Interesting, okay. Yeah. And what'd you think of that game? I thought it was fun. Great. So, there you go. There's our review. Yeah. Uh, fun, not essential. <laughs> uh, Double Dragon Neon is a 360 PS3 game. It's a reboot of the series, and it's done by Arc System Works, those guys who now do all of those other fighting games.
1: Ooh, those other fighting games. You know, games.
0: Didn't they do, don't they do, like, Fighters Z, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, oh, okay. and uh, the Persona games and stuff, the fighting sure. versions of those? Yeah, they do do that. They do Dragon <laughs> Ball Fighters, Guilty Gear XRD, Blas Blue, you know. Okay, so just favorites. all the,
1: the weeb ones. Yeah, the,
0: <laughs> short thing. Yeah, yeah, 45 more apparently, too. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, but Guilty Gear is definitely, I think, what like got them started. Because okay. Double Dragon Neon was not favorable and did not do well. And so you would think that would be the end. But we have a loose end to fill. And that's Double Dragon 4 finally comes out very recently <laughs> they were like oh we never got to 4 uh, what happens in 4 well make uh, you know don't worry about it because if you play Double Dragon 4 on your PS4 or your Nintendo Switch it'll explain everything see Double Dragon 4 takes place shortly after Double Dragon 2 The Revenge okay even though it's Double Dragon 4 but Double Dragon 3 is either a prequel or a f- way in the future sequel to all of these games and double dragon five remember doesn't exist there's no five that's just a fighting game based on the movie four takes place between two and maybe three and one is the first
1: you see double dragon four uh is the game in which xenonort comes in and actually (laughs) takes takes his dreams and turns them into double dragon five but not before I guess we'll just interrupt.
0: No, here. all right. That's great. Yeah. Uh sorry. Um I will interrupt you to let you know that Double Dragon Four, also not that well received, and um uses an actual eight bit art style. Eight bit like like not not like that like Shovel Knight style, yeah. like, oh this looks great. Yeah. It kinda looks like Double Dragon One. Um I and it's on PS4 uh, and Switch. So um, sixty bucks. Yeah, look forward to that. It's, I don't think it's sixty bucks, um, <laughs> but I, I I promise you, listeners at home, I am not joking with you when I say this is like a widescreen version. <laughs> it's a sixteen by nine yeah. version of Double Dragon One wow. with with more enemies and all that stuff. But you know, because they can fit more and in all screen. that jazz. This is not every game in the Double Dragon series, but we have some other episodes to do with them. So we're gonna leave it at that. But it is worth mentioning some non-related game things like. The Double Dragon comics. Okay? Yeah. They, they, they were released by Marvel. Now is it... Oh, it's Marvel, not like a manga. No, no, yeah. It's, it's Marvel. It's a, it's nice. American comics.
1: Nice, strong American comic.
0: It <laughs> portrays the dragons not as skilled martial artists, but as generic superheroes who get their powers from some sort of artifact. All right, that's stupid. Or a statue or thing. But it's notable because uh, this reveals that jimmy lee and billy lee their dad is stanley <laughs> that's the change that they made wow. in this one stanley is their father in this comic. i, I appreciate
1: that. i thought you said that they're gonna join the avengers but... no that would have
0: been funny um <laughs> then you have double dragon the board game okay i uh, wow. would love to get my hands on this board game but it's apparently one of the worst of all time and is like you know, just impossible to find. No one's even selling it right now. For sure. The winner of Double Dragon the board game is the first player to successfully fight his or her way around the board, the game board to Jimmy's hideout to rescue Marion, who I guess is Maria. So
1: this is based on the NES version? Yes. Okay.
0: You will pass through the, the slum section, the industrial section, the forest section, and the hideout section on the rocky road to victory. The rocky road. Then there's Double Dragon the cartoon. Okay? Okay. If you're following along, this is the TV show. The premise of the show is that the protagonist brothers are separated at birth. (laughs) They never know what to do with these brothers and explain why they're dragons. (laughs) Billy is raised by an elderly martial arts master known as the Oldest Dragon. Not the Elder Dragon, (laughs) the Oldest Dragon. And his brother Jimmy is raised by the evil Shadow Master as his second in command, the Shadow Boss. As a result, the Lee brothers oppose each other as adults but when jimmy is betrayed, when jimmy is betrayed by the shadow master he renounces his evil ways and joins his brother as a dragon warrior which is a different game yeah it's dragon warrior yeah. dragon warrior monsters next right yeah <laughs> during the course of the series the brothers recruit allies in their war against the shadow master and his henchmen the futile search for their father john lee is a subplot throughout the series uh, what channel?
1: What channel did this air on? You know,
0: I'll uh, take a look for you. Let's let's see. Uh, in the meantime, you can tell me if you've ever seen the Double Dragon movie. I've never seen the Double Dragon movie. Did you movie. know that it exists? I I had a feeling that it
1: did, but not. I feel like that may have just been like a Bernstein Bears thing, where it's just like, oh, uh, probably. Now that you say that it exists, I must have heard of it before. So I got a weird
0: answer here for um, the TV show. It says that... So it's on the CW. No, it said BKN Network, which is like Bobot or something like that, which I don't think Boba. we ever got in... Um,
1: what is that? Yeah,
0: like, I don't think... Yeah, it says, like... It just said... It doesn't really say, like, where it started, but, like, that doesn't... Bobot feels like the production company, not the network. Yeah. Uh, So, I can't really find I'm out where this Channel... Aired. But if I had to take a guess, it would, it would have to be, like, on, like... like ESPN. Yeah, ESPN, <laughs> yeah, because it's martial arts. And <laughs> the ESPN, the Ocho, always plays uh, martial arts, so that makes sense. Yeah. This episode's really going off the rails, but we have to talk about the movie real fast because the movie's plot concerns Shuko. Okay. No idea who that is. Doing all he can to acquire the double dragon. The, the Double Dragon. The Double Dragon. Okay. In this one, so Shuko is like the main villain. The Double Dragon is a medallion. Okay. He only has half of it. <laughs> the other half is with the Lees. Mm. So they have to like, you know, this is now finally after the long wait. We finally understand, thanks to this movie, which <laughs> apparently is even worse than the Super Mario Brothers movie. Wow. We finally find out why this whole thing was ever called Double Dragon to begin with. That's fun. Yeah, I appreciate that. I'm, I'm, let's watch that. Yeah, we should watch that and do an episode on it or yeah. just do DVD commentary that people can watch with in <laughs> sync. Uh, all right, I with think sync. I've had enough here. Um, this was This got off the rails at the end, but let's not did. forget that we did like this game. Yeah. So with that in mind, let's take it to the Essential Games list. <laughs> forget that they don't actually ever explain what a double dragon is, whether that's like a cat dog thing where like (laughs) two dragons or one, technically one dragon, but both have a face. Uh, just don't pay any attention to that. That shouldn't affect whether this game makes it on the essential games list. What's your verdict? So Mike, I think that like your, your concern
1: about the double dragon, you're sort of projecting that onto me. Like I'm totally okay with it just being a cool name. Um, but in terms of the game itself, I think that this is the most modern game that we've played so far. Uh, at least in terms of its its feel, aside from maybe like something as classic as a Super Mario. Um, but I know that we're going to play more iterations of this kind of game in this in this IP. Uh, but right now, I think that like, I had. I had so much fun with this that I can't rightfully not
0: vote for it. So I'm going to vote for it to be an essential game. Wow. Very cool. Very cool. As you were starting to talk, I had the feeling that you might vote this essential just now. Not even like in the past or anything like that. Just right here with your speech. And then that made me think, like, what are the rules when there's two people... On the podcast, <laughs> no, to vote no, no, for the it, game. It, you like, have to vote for it. Okay, so it's not like it's now essential. No, it ha- we we went past that fifty percent mark. It has to be fifty one percent. Got it. Okay, so it's either all or nothing right here on me. Yeah. Let me tell you, I did not make a decision before this episode. Okay. I, if you're asking me right now, if I think this game is essential, I think that you have made the best case for this game to be on the essential games list right now. And I think that I've never really thought about them like that as we were going through them. Like, I never thought about, like, let's put games on here for now and then we'll take them off. Eventually. Look, I'm not like, saying
1: that we should take it off. I'm just saying that I know that a lot of times we, we, we argue about what is and is not an essential game. Yes. And it ends up being like, well, you know, you could play the, the next game that comes out.
0: Right. That's Joe's voice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he but, does sound like that in real life. <laughs> Don't for, Forget about what you hear on the podcast. That's usually what his voice is like.
1: But I, I, so I'm just, I I was just going to uh, get in front of that and say, I know that we might play something
0: better, but for now, I say this is essential. I think that um, I said some things on the Best of 87 episode that, um, about Stinger, where I was like, right now, one of the best we got. Yeah. I know it might not be later on and we might remove it when that day comes, but right now it is one of the best shmups and that's why I think it's on there. So if we're being honest, Double Dragon isn't just the best beat-em-up. That's that's obvious. It's the beat-em-up. It's the beat-em-up right now. It's also one of the best games on the system right now. Yeah. And so even though this is a pretty like big reach for an essential <laughs> game, I think that if I look at everything else that's on there right now, Double Dragon's welcomed. Yeah. I agree with you. I'm not so I'm not so sold that it'll be there on episode 700 and whatever. When yeah. we're done, but right now it actually feels good being yeah. on there. Uh, Double Dragon for me also uh, gets a bonus point for never getting, never getting to the point where I didn't feel like shit replaying it again. <laughs> yeah. You know, there are a lot of NES games where they are difficult, or they're not difficult. They're just like have you know frustrating things that make you start over. And, and and there's something about, like, okay, now you're playing this NES game all over again that is just very demanding. For yeah. a person who's used to, like, nowadays, you die and you checkpointed back five seconds ago, <laughs> you know? Like, there there's something about that, and I think Double Dragon never, for me, got stale like that. And I could see myself playing this game as we continue to play other games, too. You know, I always use uh, Balloon Fight and Gradius as examples of games that I just continue to just boot up. Whenever yeah. I whenever I have a moment to just play some NES games, and so I think Double Dragon, because I did not beat this game yet, yeah. could be one of those games exactly. that like you I'm going to continue to try to uh, get at. Gotta get a little bit farther. So it's an essential game for right now. We'll uh, we'll check in with Joe and Sean see what they think. But My we'll name's see, Sean. Joe, uh, Joe and uh, Sam, <laughs> and see what they think. But most importantly, we want to know what you guys think. Uh, do you think this is an essential game or not? Please write to us uh, on the Twitter where we have Nostalgia Cast. Yeah, and also
1: ask us like whether you think that uh, we undermined the rest of the podcast by uh, only being two people and voting it essential. Like, n- Was this a
0: quorum? Do yeah. you agree? Will I sometimes, like, or in the future maybe, host a podcast late at night by myself where I do an emergency future episode <laughs> that is just about the Essential Games list and I reorganize it to my likings? Maybe. <laughs> maybe not. I think we that live we need in to a have society. Two we are the only two people that have been on for 103 episodes, so we're allowed to have a power trip every exactly. now and again.
1: Exactly, And
0: that's what you just saw here, people. A hostile takeover <laughs> of the Essential Games list. where um, And Sean doesn't have a gun to my head right now. I don't. And I am not in danger.
1: I've never had a gun to Mike's head ever, once, ever, never.
0: Sean, you never even held a gun. Never. Never. Uh, and if you've never held a gun... Uh... <laughs> Hit us with a like button on Twitter. Uh, hit us with a big fat like on one of our older posts pre-six pre- months ago. And if you have held a gun, comment. Comment if you've held a gun. Like if you haven't held a gun. Um, retweet if you're into the idea of holding a gun but just haven't done it yet. And uh, actually, what's the
1: other one? Share. Wait, that's Retweet. Also, retweet if you've held a gun but never wanted to. No,
0: DM us <laughs> if you want to know the Essential Games list, like where it's at right now, because the website's down for good. Oh, yeah, that's uh, true. There used to be a thank you page. Now it's just like a redirect. Oof. To we the don't, Twitter. Because we didn't pay for it. Okay. No, oh. we just didn't pay for the... Like to GoDaddy. Yeah, so now like, I'm going to try to buy it again, and it's going to be swooped by some cyber bully who's like, <laughs> you know, it's $6,000, you idiot. And I'm like, if ah. you are the people
1: that are now squatting on our webpage... Uh please just you know give us a DM. Uh we can talk through this and hopefully we can get this back from you at a reasonable price.
0: Yeah, I'd like to state for the record that no one's squatting on it and we didn't uh we didn't lose it unwillingly. We gave it up. Uh the Raspberry Pi is listening. You can find me at Esposito Film on Twitter and I'll talk to you soon.